Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 276. And I am joined this week by two incredibly talented women, the first of which is Amanda Powell. How are you, Amanda? Oh, doing good. Always glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Just living the dream at home, just like I am over here in the basement. Oh yeah, in Sagamore <laughs> Beach. And we've got somebody else uh, that's living the dream at home as well, also from Digital Marketer. And the subject that we're going to be talking about today, we haven't talked about on this podcast in I don't know a couple hundred episodes. So maybe there's a few things she can teach us here that you haven't heard about on Perpetual Traffic. Today, we've got Senior Social Media Manager at Digital Marketer, none other than Shannon Goodell. Shannon, welcome to Perpetual Traffic. Thanks for having me. Lots of pressure, though. (laughs) No pressure here. It is Digital Marketer, right? Because you do more than just DM. It's like you do a few of their brands, correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Scalable, we just launched the Scalable company. And then I do some like personal brands from the scalable family who she does will never tell we will never tell that's <laughs> tough you'll, you'll never know <laughs> have to kill all of us together to find yeah. out who that is but then you wouldn't be able to tell anyway because we'd all be dead so anyway we don't want to so, ruin the magic like yeah this person's totally posting totally totally absolutely if you didn't know who the person was that just means that shannon is doing her job so exceedingly well then that's why she's on the show here today, which is great. So we have really not talked about the intersection of traffic and social in quite some time. I mean, I think you'd probably have to go back to, God, it would probably be like a a Michael Stelzner episode where he talked about (laughs) the death of social media and now it's all going to be paid. Oh my God. You actually have to put in a few dollars in order to boost your posts. But now it's really become a strategy. Social media just kind of used to be this thing, you know, five, six, seven, maybe 10 years ago, where it was a lot of vanity metrics, likes and shares and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. I mean, I think there's a place for that. But what Shannon really excels in here is furthering businesses through social media. And the guys who run the scalable companies probably wouldn't hire anyone just for vanity metrics unto themselves. <laughs> it's about like the bottom line. It's about growing the business. It's about brand awareness. And it's about, at the end of the day, it's about conversions and growing. And you've been able to do some really amazing things with a lot of these scalable brands. I mean, in fact, like the stat that really impressed the hell out of me is taking digital marketer from 15,000 to 180,000 followers, friends, Instagram buddies in a very short period of time. And that's incredible, but it wasn't just that big growth. And if you go over to their page on Instagram, and we'll obviously leave links to the show notes here, it's not just about like, 
all right, I have 180,000 followers. I'm really cool. No. Well, the 180,000 followers <laughs> is there is a, well, you guys are cool too. So that does help. Maybe they got to 180,000 because you are cool and you actually have a strategy. That's right. We're hip. We're with That's it. Right. We're hip. We're with it. <laughs> Yeah, that's an Austin Powers line there. Good one. Uh, but no, seriously, it's like there's a real goal here. So if you haven't looked at how to use paid social, as in social media, not just social advertising to further your business, I think you're missing out on a great traffic source here. And we obviously have Amanda, who knows so much about SEO and how those people eventually find you. So there's an intersection between that and social. But obviously, powering a lot of this social is paid advertising, which you as a small business owner can do just for a dollar or a couple of dollars a day. You know, you might not be spending, you know, three to $10,000 a day or whatever it is that you guys spend. But the point is like all the principles here are the same. And we're going to get into some of those things here and hopefully help you to grow your social following while also growing your business. So the three areas where you really focus on are Facebook, Instagram, and some LinkedIn. Maybe just sort of give us sort of a background of how you do it, like what the difference is between all three. And maybe we can go into each of the three with the specific strategies, what the end goal is. Yeah. So kind of our priority is Facebook first, then Instagram, huh? and then LinkedIn. FF, Facebook first. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Twitter somewhere down very bottom. All right. So that's in there. We referred to it just a little bit in the pre-record, but okay. <laughs> so four of them together. Yeah, Facebook. So Facebook's our top priority and um, where I spend the majority of my focus and time and where we have the, the boosting budget. So I started in May, 2018 and Facebook wasn't at that time my top priority. It was actually Instagram, but it's since this year, especially has become a top priority because we have a budget now exclusively for boosting posts, which is separate from our paid ad budget. So the goal here and the idea is to build a really engaged following on Facebook that we then retarget. So they're not cold audiences. They know who we are. They've engaged with our content. They found it valuable. So they're more receptive to our offers. So that's one piece of it. And it's also driving that traffic to our super valuable blog post and when people they'll be pixeled obviously but also on our blog post we have those CTAs we have those lead magnets and that's striving to then become email subscribers right. so we have a budget now which we didn't before so we've seen huge increase in everything impressions and engagement and that traffic and I think there was one month we hit the most social traffic that we've ever had. Shannon broke a record in April for most engagements across social ever. And based on the work that you're doing, Shannon, on boosting traffic and sending people from Facebook in particular over to the blog, well, in March, we actually saw the most organic sessions ever, just organic sessions to the site, not even from social, which is definitely coming from the traffic that Shannon is driving. And then also the highest rankings we've ever seen. We saw a huge spike based off what Shannon's done. And over the last two months, as Shannon's started to ramp up the strategy that she's been working on over the last year, 
we've also seen exponential growth in our traffic. Shannon, I'm talking about you like you're not here. (laughs) She is here. I feel like you're so humble. Shannon's like one of the most humble people you'll ever meet in your life, but you're breaking all these records and we're seeing like perpetual growth, not just like a spike from like a launch that we've done. And we did get a few spikes from launches that we did in March and April, but now we're seeing like a constant flow of traffic where she's upped the bar of our baseline traffic numbers for organic and for social based on the strategies that you're using. That's my hype. I had to be our hype woman. I had to be our hype woman for at least a minute. It's <laughs> good. Number one fan right there. Um, so the strategy is we boost pretty much all of our posts that are our own content are going to our own site. Every blog post that we post gets a boost starting at $100. And then I monitor it and I increase that budget if it's performing well, and I'll just stop it if it's not. And you could see patterns if you test out the strategy where you're boosting, like say those blog posts for the same amount of money. You can see patterns as far as like what content is working and what isn't for your audience, for your audience on social. So we found certain content types really work to generate that traffic from Facebook ads, which is not super surprising, but any blog post about (laughs) Facebook ads is going to do well. We know this copywriting, content marketing, those all do really well. So you kind of will start as you're testing this out, you'll see the patterns and then you can go to your content team, say, tell them the content that's really working to generate traffic from Facebook and from social and what isn't working. You can predict what's going to work and what's not going to work at this point. (laughs) You're psychic now. (laughs) Yeah. And so those pieces that I know are not going to perform well, I may not even post on Facebook and that's completely fine. So it's, you know, what's working and you put the, the budget behind it. So that's one part of it, but with our testing. So when I started testing out, trying to drive more traffic to our blog post, we found several things. So we have our blog image is kind of a cartoony, uh, look, mm-hmm. our main blog image, header image, cartoony graphic, the DM just, look. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. DM it's look, it's yeah. been consistent forever and it's, it's awesome. We love it, but it just doesn't work to generate that traffic. Nobody likes cartoons on Facebook, I guess. Hmm. All about that meme game. (laughs) (laughs) So that doesn't work. So we found that out. And then we also tested just posting, uploading like an image, a graphic, you will, it could be a tip graphic. It could be even a graphic video that's based on the blog and then having the link in the post itself. And we found that that also didn't do super well to drive traffic. So what I decided to try was I always liked when I'm scrolling through Facebook, kind of the more newsy looking images as far as for blog posts, for instance, for some of the ones that I follow. And so that would catch my attention, be a newsy image with like some type of compelling copy on the image, like how to do something. And those would always get me. And a lot of the, the blogs that I like to follow kind of were using that type of image. So what we did and tested out was creating just a social blog header image that had kind of a stock photo, very newsy type of feel with some copy 
compelling copy on the graphic itself. A lot of copy copy is going to be like how to or seven tips, something that's like, oh, if I click on this, I'm getting like the super value. something quick right. win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you want it, but don't be deceptive about it. Make sure that there is seven tips when they <laughs> the blog post. That's an important and so point. So what you do is like if you you know have a WordPress site, you for that blog post, you're just going to upload that new image in the social header image section. And then you have to debug it for Facebook. So for you go to Facebook debugger and you put in that link and it's going to pull in that new image. So then you can then post and that image will be there on Facebook. And so we tested that out and that has worked incredibly well <laughs> to drive traffic. So post it, boost it, and then magic has happened. Also, look at playing around with your audiences too. So don't just focus on, oh, I only can boost to my Facebook fans. You can create a lookalike audience of your Facebook fans. You can create an audience of recently engaged people. So these are people that they're not necessarily followers of your page, but they have engaged with your page in some way. So you can do interest targeting. We have one audience that's done extremely well. It's pages like Digital Marketer. Absolutely, mm-hmm. pages that post similar content and they've really responded. And whole, the whole goal with this is like driving traffic to that blog post that has that obviously that value packed information. People are like, okay, digital marketer, they deliver the goods. And also, you have, of course, the latest deal or um, a webinar CTA or a lead magnet. And the lead magnet, they'll then click on that, put in their email. Now they're an email subscriber. Yeah. And of course you have the pixel and so you're pixeling that audience as well. So that's kind of our philosophy. We're heavy on our own content. So the blog post, and we also have an incredible video team. And so videos would be videos are a huge priority on Facebook for us as well. And they should be for everybody. Facebook prioritizes video. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been in creator studio, which is terrible, <laughs> It glitches all the time. It's just like so frustrating, but creator studio is all geared towards video. Like the insights are only video related. It was made in with video creators in mind. So Facebook prioritizes video and it's true. Like they do prioritize and they'll tell you when they up, you upload a video, we will show, basically we will show this video to more people. It's three plus minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really like found that, generally to be true, honestly. So you can listen to what Facebook's telling you too. But we also boost all of our video posts, less budget because our cost per video view is super low. So we don't have to boost it for as many, but you are still pixeling that audience and retargeting. So it's all about building an engaged audience that already, they've already engaged with our content multiple times. They're primed. They want to become a subscriber. They want to get more from us. And just like, funneling them through the customer value journey. So using uh, social, it's like only an awareness engine, but an engagement engine, and then even, you know, traffic subscribers. Yeah. So one thing we just started doing that has worked really well, we just started testing this. Okay. I don't know if you out there <laughs> are in, if you're in the marketing world, Marketers love books. I cannot emphasize this <laughs> enough. If you take away one thing, Crazy. start writing book posts, list book, content marketing book, copywriting book. This is Shannon's best secret that you'll ever get from 
Book posts. <laughs> Book posts. Who knew that digital Ryan marketers read? Ryan even talked read? about it at TNC last year. He was I like, know. I don't know what it is, but everybody it's loves the books. All about books. <laughs> so what you can do is if you do a listicle blog article, which do really well on social, people love lists on social. If you're like eight metrics, eight books, whatever mm-hmm. it is, then we did an eight uh, books to make you a better writer blog post. It went ham on Facebook, crazy, low cost per click, just traffic. So what we decided to do is we then added, created a book contest giveaway on the blog. Mm -hmm. So you had obviously the CTA at the beginning of the blog, enter a book, we're giving away all eight of these books. You had the graphic to get people to click over to the page and they submit their email address to be entered to win the eight books. And then I reposted it on Facebook, updated image, boosted it again, tried different audiences, and it's driving people to that book post that already knew worked well. It was one of our top performers. But now you're giving them incentive to submit their email address. They're entering to win a contest. Mm. You know, Mm. eight books, they're going to submit their email address and then their email subscribers. So you're at that subscribe stage, so you can good. even use social at that subscribe stage as well. So with something like that, it's really, all right, I know how many email addresses I got. I know what my cost per, you know, <laughs> opt-in, but, oh, which is a great strategy, by the way. And who would have thought <laughs> digital marketers actually That's read That's a Richard Lindner idea. Oh, <laughs> Richard Lindner special. Doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> that's, a, that's a blind squirrel who finds a nut every now and then with Richard just kidding i love you i love you buddy (laughs) how do you figure out like what will like when you say what works this worked that didn't work what are you looking for and i guess we're really just talking about facebook we will get to instagram too but i mean just in general when you say all right that works what's the thing that you're looking for because a lot of people listen to this show are like all right what's my cpa what's my cost per lead (laughs) you know all those kinds of things but you're doing stuff that's well in advance. We refer to this as like level zero traffic because it doesn't have a specific like super, you know, cost per lead or CPA kind of goal, but it's in advance of like the cold traffic stuff. These are audiences that you can retarget to, obviously, which we'll get into. But when you're looking purely at the metrics aside from, you know, Richard Linder giveaway, like what do you look for? So we're looking at specifically anything under 50 cents per click is our goal. And if we see something doing extremely well, that's when I'll multiply the budget on that. But anything above 75 cents, I'll turn off because the budget is better allocated elsewhere. So that's been my strategy. And it's crazy when we first started this, really honing in on this about April when we started focusing on the boosting the blog post March or April mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of like quarantine, mm-hmm. it was like, we were getting like five cents. Wow. Mm-hmm. It was A lot of crazy. people are home. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone up since then. So, but I think that's been across the board. <laughs> right. Right. So we're still in like that 50 center under range, which I'm happy with because I said, it's, we're getting that traffic and the traffic numbers look great. And then also, the audience that we're able to retarget and our paid ads manager has had huge success and it's him. He like has a great strategy, but I know that he's also using the audiences that I've been building up and 
it's been working really well. So I'm like super happy about that. So, and that 50 cents is a metric that you guys figured out internally and you backed that out or it's arbitrary. Like, how did you come up with that? Because people are going to be listening. Oh, well, if I get 50 cents a click, then I'm doing well. Well, your business is probably different than digital. Marketers, yeah. So. so it's just based on uh, past performance for us. So I think it would be something that you would talk about with your team, like mm-hmm. what you were willing to spend for the month. And then what you can get that cost per click. And you'll start to notice trends of like what content types are working and what isn't as far as like the subject matter is working and what, and what isn't, but it's got to be vastly different depending on your industry. So it's one of those things that we just been testing, honestly, like Mm. we were like, let's see how low we can get this cost per click and make sure that we're giving that creating valuable audiences for the paid traffic strategy. Cause we don't want, you know, people who aren't eventually going to become customers. <laughs> right. You, there's a feedback loop between you and the paid side saying, all right, I'm giving you guys, or I'm creating the, you know, Instagram engaged audience or page engagers on Facebook or, you know, three second video views, you know, through play, whatever it happens to be engagement audiences on video and they're kind of, you sort of know, like from their perspective, how much you can spend and what your budget should be. Is it that sort of technical or is it more like feel? Very casual. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very like, he, you know, what's working, like the audiences are working for our pay traffic, but it's separate. Like our budgets are separate. I don't, oh. I'm not taking any budget from him. It's all in the same ad account though for Facebook though, right? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. No. So it's a different ad account. <laughs> Inter- that is interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we had, I'm using the old ad account and he created a new ad account because he's got a lot of ads running and it's like, you see my boosted posts in there. It's like kind of a lot, but clouding, you know, he had a lot of searching and stuff. So we keep it that separate. I feel like Shannon's our intermediary at digital marketer. Cause while you're building audiences for Garrett, in terms of what's working for content, you're looking at like what people, you look at total engagements. Oh yeah. And then you also look at video views and based on those metrics, you're generally able to essentially help us decide what kind of content we need to be creating based on what people are engaging with, which helps us essentially drive the content strategy. So Shannon's really like, basically, really, she's the CEO of Digital Marketer deciding which strategies are going in every different channel. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, for Facebook, it's obviously the, the cost per click and the traffic that we're getting, but also like heavily on getting impressions mm-hmm. and engagement. So we also look at that on a regular basis and see what is working and what isn't working. Yeah. Basically, we're all busy. Like, let's not waste our time creating uh, this content type anymore. So for instance, Mm -hmm. with the blog stuff, I know what topics work well on Facebook and on social and what doesn't. And so for instance, like community management blog posts and um, podcast, I I hate to say this, but podcast (laughs) blog posts (laughs) don't work well as far as like how to, you know, it's so funny. Like one of our top, blog post of all times is like how to create a podcast podcast. on a shoestring budget. And I was like, but we were, we were so sure it was going to do super well to drive 
traffic from Facebook with this new strategy and it just did it. It's it's yeah, like you can kind media. of see like I'm like more book. I'm always like more book posts. More book posts. <laughs> like more cowbell. More cowbell. Um, <laughs> more for, book for videos, definitely you can, if you're not doing videos, you figure out a way to do videos on Facebook. Okay. I don't edit them, so I feel bad saying this. They don't take much time up front for, like, if you're the social media manager or you're kind of creating the video strategy. There's some videos series that aren't going to take that much time up front, and you can get kind of a lot of bang for your buck. But definitely start trying to create videos and, and posting them consistently, giving them a boost. You don't have to boost them for much at all because you're going to get a low cost per view. They do really well for us, and I will say, like, some of the series that we, I recommend trying is like a rapid fire interview series that you can get like 10 videos and uh, a 30 to 45 minute film session. Mm. And that's basically you're asking an expert, a, a series of questions about one particular topic. So mm. for instance, we had jo Joanna Weep do one and it was just like all about copywriting and people find it super valuable so it's a matter of like who your audience is and what they're going to find valuable and entertaining and then what your bandwidth is and but very important to create videos on facebook and and those are valuable audiences i would imagine yeah and yeah, yeah. <laughs> where most uh popular series probably are mini whiteboard workshops which <laughs> is the most bare bones like if you think you need fancy bells and whistles on your videos you do not uh, it's literally an expert drawing on a whiteboard teaching some concepts and people on Facebook, which can be Facebook can, can be a little bit of a jaded place. <laughs> people always are super positive for those videos. They're like, this is highly valuable. Like, they really want crave that valuable content. They see a lot of other maybe not so valuable content. So mm. if you can think about like what your pain points are for your uh, ideal customer and start creating some video series around that tip tips and trick video series, anything like that, really make an effort to add video to your mix. Helpful and useful and easy to consume. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it sounds to me like you're saying something that I think we've talked about before on this show, like the production value of stuff doesn't matter quite right. as much. It's almost like it raises hackles a little bit on mm -hmm. Facebook or the bull crap a meter trying to keep the explicit rating off perpetual traffic but you know it's definitely there like we always sort of struggle that like we want some branding in there we want them to look good and like when we're doing tier 11 videos we're like we want us to like we're an ad agency our videos should look like like professional, professional. like no just have me stand in front of a whiteboard and yes. draw stuff yes i'm I, seriously and it also is great if you're drawing something that is also connected to um, a piece of content or yeah. an upcoming workshop or whatever it is, because you can then, when you boost that video, you can then add, you know, a link at the bottom to learn more. Yeah. So you can drive to like a core piece of content, like we've done for the customer value journey blog, customer avatar, upcoming workshop. Joanna had an upcoming workshop and we filmed that series. And so that's just driving more. People are interested in it. They click on it. They want to know more. They're going to like maybe check out the workshop or yeah, it's an easy way to engage people with content mm -hmm. that's really 
it's simple to make. And these are short form videos. Like we're still talking about Facebook, right? Yes. So these are, can we give like the audience like a, a an average of like, is three minutes too long or is 15 seconds? Like Facebook always says, make them shorter. Well, like, <laughs> we don't really, I don't know. So Facebook now is all, they're like three videos that are at least three minutes long, you're gonna be shown more. Oh, those are the lean back videos, by the way. <laughs> if you're like boosting these, I wouldn't like be super concerned, but we found so for, it just depends on the series, honestly, like the rapid fire interview series, what's great about those, you can knock those out in 30 to 45 minute filming sessions. And then you break them up into like Double 10 up. videos yeah. and there can be anywhere from one to, we found like one to two and a half, three minutes tops. Cool. The whiteboard, so which is probably one of our most popular series, that and the LinkedIn roasts are two longest series, like as far mm -hmm. as video length. There's a whiteboard. Ryan did two whiteboards. Customer, he mapped the customer value journey on one, and then he talked about copywriting before and after grid on the other. One of them was like 17 minutes long. Really? I'm not even kidding. He's not a short talker, I've noticed. <laughs> that was classic. Shannon told him five minutes. I remember mm -hmm. Shannon came yeah, out yeah, like wide-eyed. <laughs> it was like yeah, five yeah, minutes, fine. Ryan. And they came Two out like 45 later. minutes later. So right. funny. I've posted these multiple times and they always do well. Um, and people, like they get super engagement, comment, shares, drive traffic to whatever content piece. So for the, it just depends on the series, I'd say. But generally, for the whiteboards to stay in like the three to five minute range. Yeah. So like I wouldn't be too hung up on the link. It yeah. does depend on like what you're creating with your videos. We also create our own GIFs, <laughs> which have done extremely well. And those are obviously like, five seconds. I mean, they're looped, but it just really depends on what the content is. That's probably not the best answer, but I don't no, test it out. I think it is a good answer. Actually. It is the answer. Cause it, it always depends. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to narrow you down into a range. You kind of did like, th this is good. Like how can you teach a concept in 15 seconds or less? It's really kind of challenging. It's gotta be at least sometimes you need 17 minutes. <laughs> sometimes you need 17 minutes. Just ask Ryan. Dice. Most of them have been five to seven minutes. Ryan was kind of the outlier. Right. But Ryan also knows how to hold an audience. But I mean, what you were saying with, I mean, Ryan's always said when he started creating our certifications, I remember when I first came to digital marketer, he was like, people will watch long form content if you're providing the value. And I, that's always kind of been Ryan's. Yeah. What Ryan said. Yeah. If you're just talking for talking sake to fill up the three minute time or whatever, people are not going to tune in. But if you're providing value and delivering on that value that they really can't, aren't getting elsewhere, uh, that's huge. And I wouldn't think about the, the time limit or being like, Oh, need to be short videos. So we, it's just a matter of testing your audience. So we found like the whiteboards, the longer form whiteboards work really well. The LinkedIn roasts, which were longer form as well, um, have always performed amazingly. Amanda knows about those. Yeah. The ask me the rapid fire <laughs> series, um, is a top consistently great performer. And those are great because you can knock out like 10 videos in such a short amount of time. Right. And uh, I would say on those two, on any of these, try to make them evergreen if you can, because I've made this mistake. Uh, I had Molly do a rapid fire interview series and Molly is hugely popular, as you know. 
<laughs> and hers performed so well. I mean, it was just like tremendous and just a short amount of filming time. But now I'm realizing, oh, I asked her specifically. She filmed in 2018. I asked her specifically about 2019. It was like, what are your good uh, trends for 2019? I was like, oh, man. So yeah. if you hmm. can, like, hone in on, like, one particular topic, if it's copywriting, whatever it is. But try to make it evergreen if you can. Like, say, what do you see the future of copywriting as opposed to what's <laughs> right. happening in copywriting in 2019? Because mm -hmm. then you're going to see have that video that did super well. And you're like, well, I can't do much. I can't really can't do anything with this that. now. Yeah. <laughs> make evergreen video content if you at all possible. As much as possible. Yeah. Make it as easy for yourself as you possibly can. You're going to repurpose mm -hmm. those because you do repurpose them. Like you said, it's part of the strategy is to pull stuff from two, three years ago. It's still good and then boost it again today. So that's Facebook. How much does that differ on Instagram? How do you think about Instagram versus Facebook? I know a lot of people are kind of confused, like where should I post when and what and how often and all that? And do I do the same thing? Or do I use one of those devices that's like, I pasted on Facebook, I posted on Instagram. What's your sense? They are very different uh, <laughs> in a lot of ways for us in particular. So with Facebook, as we talked about, it's all about building those retargeting audiences, driving that traffic to these blog posts, even, you know, directly driving to promotions. That's been like heavily on the conversion side of getting those email subscribers, traffic, um, retargeting audiences, Instagram, the main focus has been really about our Instagram audience is less experienced than the Facebook audience in the mm -hmm. marketing world. We find that a lot of people, they're wanting to get into marketing. They want to know more. They're not as knowledgeable Developed. about marketing yeah. mm -hmm. as the Facebook audience. So if that's the case, if your audience is different on the the different platforms, you really do need to adjust your strategy. So for Instagram, we're less focused on video on Instagram. That's not to say it doesn't work because it does. And some brands or influencers do amazing things with video it really works on Instagram because their strategy is specific to Instagram. For instance, like Neil Patel, if you want a video inspiration for Instagram, check him out. But he's obviously specifically honing in on video on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's more of kind of baseline marketing tips and strategies that our audience is craving. They want to get into the marketing world. They want to know how to start in marketing. So we really gear our Instagram content specifically to that audience. Mm -hmm. So kind of the main strategy for Instagram was first when I first started, it was having a strategy because we didn't. <laughs> Just having one in general. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a big win right there. Yeah, that's why we brought Shannon on. <laughs> I think a lot of brands make this mistake is they're like, we need to be on Instagram. Well, maybe you don't. Like, honestly, like, look at the channels that you should be on, where your audience is, and focus on those. Even if it's just one channel, you don't need to be on all of them. We're not on TikTok. Um, so <laughs> know what your goal with Instagram is it going to be because shopping is so big now maybe you're an e-commerce brand maybe it's like you're wanting to drive straight sales from Instagram which is awesome mm -hmm. like check out like Glossier mm -hmm. I mean that that is an idea of a brand that knows what their goal is on Instagram and they have perfected it and they are clearly 
making sales. <laughs> For us, that's not, wasn't our primary goal as a non-e-commerce e brand. Our goal was to drive brand awareness. We wanted to be the go-to brand for marketing on Instagram. So basically an expert. We wanted people to be like, oh, digital marketer. They're an expert in marketing. I get so much value from them. I'm going to check out the LinkedIn bio. I'm going to learn more. I'm going to, you know, even send direct messages or comments wanting to learn more. We've made, like, I've had people be like, oh, I just bought, you know, this workshop. Thank you so much type of thing in Instagram mm -hmm. because yeah. we built that brand affinity. So you don't just want to like be posting about your sales on Instagram. You want to build up your brand affinity, be that go-to resource for people and be like kind of that positive force, like that value packed, inspiring force on Instagram. So the strategy is less like getting traffic from Instagram. We do like we post, we have obviously the swipe up stories we use. We have, we use Linktree for our link in bio, but there's others that you can look at depending on the layout you like. So that's basically like a landing page where you can host links to drive traffic from Instagram. So yeah, we've definitely driven traffic from Instagram, but it is not our top focus. That's more of Facebook's top focus and videos are less of a focus on Instagram. It's more building up that brand awareness, brand affinity, being that go-to resource, and then building that community, that engaged community. And they are more apt to then buy from you. They're more interested in, they know that you provide the goods and they're like, oh, you got this workshop sale or whatever it is. I'm going to check that out because you provided such value. And it really does work like that too. Like I've actually had, and I know actually multiple people on the team have reached out to us. I have people from high school, like every few months who will reach out and be like, Hey, I saw a digital marketer when I was like a lot of people from my class are now trying to start their own businesses or they're trying to help a friend who's starting their own business. And they'll say, oh, I found a digital marketer on Instagram. And I found it's all about like Shannon's creating that awareness. And it's always anyone who messages me or anyone on the team will be like, oh, I found you while looking for like digital marketing resources which exactly, Shannon, what you said is our audience. And then like, can I didn't realize you were associated with them. Can you tell me more? And that's exactly, I mean, that's, yeah, the exact journey that we're putting them on. Like social media is an interesting place, especially nowadays. So <laughs> that positive light that our Instagram is, it's really like reaffirming to me. Our strategy is posting every day consistently and Focusing on providing that value. So we do a lot of tip and resource graphics that people love and they really engage with. And then like quotes, books, pictures of books. Uh, I will say we repurpose our blog post for Instagram a lot. And what that looks like is not like a blog image on Instagram. It's um, pulling out four tips from that post. Uh. And then using your um, caption to then drive to the link in bio to check out more or you can post a story in conjunction and just do, we have, obviously you have to have the 10,000 followers. I'm hoping that one day they're just like, let everybody, but if you don't have the 10,000 followers, look at something like Linktree or later for creating a link in bio landing page and start testing. We've gotten great, actually click through rate using that strategy. So you can repurpose, I think 
trying to create content from scratch all the time, just from your own experience or your own head knowledge, it's probably going to be like too much to be able to do consistently. So really use the content that you already have and seeing how you can repurpose it in multiple ways. Pull out those tips from that blog post, that quote, whatever it is. So think of ways you can repurpose your content. So we do a lot of that. We post IGTV videos each week as well that do pretty well. Nothing like Neil Patel, but still those are something that we post on both Facebook and Instagram so that they can have that shared content there. So Instagram is way more focused on graphics. Um, We do the carousel posts, the tip graphics, resource graphics, whereas Facebook, it's heavy on the link shares and the videos. But yeah, the main thing is we built an engaged community and this, the people are really receptive to our content and you can just further nurture them. They'll comment and be like, this is incredibly valuable. Thanks for sharing. You can even be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, we also have this piece of content that I think you'd find valuable. And they're super receptive. If you really hone in on what they need and what they're looking for on Instagram, they can be super receptive to more from your brand. And just logistically, a- kind of behind the scenes, like when you're boosting Facebook versus Instagram, you're doing it from different campaigns for each? Or are you combining them together? Or what's your, like, how do you, like, I know perpetual traffic listeners are going to want to know that (laughs) little nuts and bolts part of it for boosting on instagram we really haven't done much but when i have i just have used this like on the mobile on the app boosted posts to the same account got it that makes sense yeah maybe that's something that's upcoming but we haven't i i know that's something that paid media manager specifically handles is like the instagram traffic page strategy so for paid for like the boosting, it's been primarily Facebook. Got it. And the Instagram is just really more. It's really more, honestly conversations. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, I think we look at, obviously, we're still driving traffic from Instagram, but it's not nearly like the level as Facebook. But it's really the conversations and people will actually be really receptive. They'll ask for more guidance or more help. We can be like, hey, we've got this, for, you know, we've got this free trial of lab type of thing. You can even have conversations like that in direct messages. That's one of my favorite things you did on social that Ryan even like called out Shannon at one of our all hands meetings, because one of uh, Ryan's like big initiatives in 2019 was let's start doing things to build community that don't necessarily scale. And there was one, (laughs) Shannon's probably like, that was my nightmare, (laughs) but there was one uh, post in particular that absolutely blew up on Instagram because Shannon shared, I forget which like lead magnet or campaign we were running Shannon, but she put in the caption, hey, if you want this resource, which was one of our, I think it was like a lead magnet or workshops or something. SEO, lead magnet, maybe. Uh, Just leave a comment and I will message you. And what ended up happening was like, how many, we got like two to like, 500 comments and Shannon manually yeah, messaged like over, 300. <laughs> over 300 comments and Shannon wow. manually messaged each person the resource but like we got you know over 300 new leads because Shannon went in and manually did it so that's dedication while, yeah it was, that's dedication <laughs> oh, to your yeah. craft let me tell you <laughs> it's that personal touch but it's also good because 
you have then that person direct message that, you know, is interested in SEO mm-hmm. or something like that. And so you'd be like, Oh, Hey, what'd you think of the lead magnet or the resource? And you can continue that conversation and be like, Oh, we, we have this SEO workshop or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a tactic that I use that um, I haven't used in a while because it with kind of the other brands launching and I shouldn't dedicate that much time to it. But you do have like somebody that on your team that could, you could test that out. I think that's one of those tasks you start, like if you're a business owner, you're a solopreneur, like you Mm -hmm. start it that way with the mind, all right, someday I am going to teach somebody else how to do this in my place because it is valuable. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so talking about captions, one of the keys on Instagram, I feel is it's a creative it's a creative mm-hmm. with the caption together. And so the things of captions always have like a call to engagement at the end of your caption. It could be a question. It could be like head to the link in bio, head to our story, uh, comment below if you want more information. Have something for them to do. Take action on that post. That's number one. Another thing is people like clean captions, meaning they know what your message is uh, clearly when reading your caption. And so you'll know it's hard to put spaces in Instagram captions, but it's important to break up the copy, include that call to engagement at the end, separate from the rest of the caption. And please have your hashtags beneath that separated, like spaces between space between your call to engagement and your hashtags. Because mm. I know that if I see a post and I don't know what it's saying because there's just like hashtags everywhere and there's all jumbled in there. I'm just like, that. Eh. I'm moving on. So what tool it's that noise. I use yeah. is because we use Sprout to schedule. We use Sprout combined with Creator Studio because Facebook doesn't allow their third-party partners to do all the different posting types. It's super annoying. You can't do IGTV in Sprout. You do it directly on the app or the Instagram desktop or in Creator Studio. So I use Sprout and Creator Studio together. But there's this tool, it's called Orla Larkin Caption Maker. So if you just Google, or maybe there'll be a link, Orla Larkin. We'll leave it in the show notes. Mm -hmm. You can copy and paste your caption exactly how you want it with your hashtag separate, or you can type directly in the box. And then you hit copy and convert button and you paste that into the Sprout caption or Creator Studio or whatever you're doing for Instagram. And it creates the caption with the spaces perfectly every single time. <laughs> so awesome. you don't have to do the period where people you'll see they do <laughs> dot, 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 dot. <laughs> you can have a clean caption every time. So this Orla Larkin caption maker, it's been hugely helpful. Also use hashtags. I see brands that I don't know what their objective is, but if they're not using hashtags, I'm assuming it's like they, they're just posting because they have to. I don't know. <laughs> Add 30, up to 30 captions in each post, and you can do that as a comment if you want. Or I was doing that for a while, but the problem was I would be like, oh, shoot, it's been hours, and I forgot to add a comment. So... <laughs> <laughs> I just do it now in Orlo Larkin Caption Maker. Yeah, so try to add hashtags to your post, but kind of do some hashtag research because some of the hashtags are super spammy. So mm. you'll find that if you use a certain hashtag, you'll get all these spam comments for um, like Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're making money over here at Digital Marketer. All right, that's it. It's a true business model. So 
just do some hashtag research and have like the, I just have a Google doc with hashtags broken into categories. It'll be like book hashtags, entrepreneur hashtags, marketing tip hashtags, so on and so forth. So it's a kind of a really easy guide for me, but try to add some hashtags to your posts. Because that makes it look more genuine, more organic, like in... people can search using them. Right? Yeah. People will search and people will search for certain hashtags and it's just a, another way to get more reach for your content because of the algorithm continues to change with Instagram. It's not as valuable as it used to be like the only way to get your posts out there. So it's not as valuable, but there's still people who are searching. Um, so it's still valuable to add some hashtags and you can add hashtags to your stories. So people don't know that you can add 10 hashtags to your stories. What you want to do is you can put the hashtags, you can make them smaller and you can put a sticker over them so people don't see them. Or there's a, use like the little pen tool to change the hashtags to the background color. So they're like mm. hidden. Shannon's got all the hot Ooh, tips. That's cool. <laughs> and that still gets, that still shows up in the search too. That's great. Yeah. So you can add 10 hashtags to stories, which people typically, I don't think, no, it's not like, uh, it's not out there, but um, you can. And so that's just some ways to kind of just for people to discover you. But I think the most important thing is like posting consistently great content and also engaging with people. Like don't just post and just forget it. Engage with people who are commenting on your posts and also engage with others in your industry, even competitors. Just get your kind of brand out there more. Yeah. Con consistency. So the and last but not least, we don't want to let LinkedIn go, but how do you use LinkedIn? You said you are using it. Maybe we won't get to Twitter this time. That's okay. But like, give us the, the quick rundown of why people should do anything over on LinkedIn, sort of that social media network we never talk about. So LinkedIn for in, like, if you have an influencer in your company, it's really pretty valuable for them to be active on LinkedIn. Like for instance, Ryan... But for company pages, so I just manage the company page. It's important to have like good content on there for people, especially if you're hiring um, people, potential employees, they look at your company LinkedIn and kind of check you out there. And they, if you haven't been posting, you have no posts or very inconsistent or just not good content, they may be hesitant. They may not even be sure that you're a real company. <laughs> There's like some spammy recruiting things mm -hmm. out there. So just kind of be posting uh, regularly. Now, depending on your industry, it could be like a good place to be for you. But I definitely think the number one key is to get employee involvement, people tagging your LinkedIn company page, sharing what's going on at your company, use it even in like kind of as a sales tool in a way. As far as like number one would be get employee involvement. So those influencers in your company, but also just your employees to kind of share your content and tag your, your page and get it out there. Don't think of it as a traffic driver. Now we're not running ads on LinkedIn, so it may be completely different. I cannot speak on about ads on LinkedIn, but from the organic side, don't like look at LinkedIn as a traffic driver. It probably is not going to be, it's not for us. So what we found really works. People, to build like brand affinity and brand awareness is posting highly valuable content, just um, text only or PDFs have worked really well. We've tried different things, tried quote graphics, tried videos. Those have not worked as well, but literally creating a PDF 
from a blog post mm. even, or from a, a play, like part of a playbook. I've even created a PDF, just taken a part of a playbook out from a lead magnet to where it's already just right there. People like find that hugely valuable and they keep going back to your brand. It's all about that multiple touch points. People will keep going back to your brand. They may check out the, the link in your profile to learn more about your company. So PDFs and even text only, like literally here are three, here are five tips for advertising on Reddit. And you just like list out the tips. Yeah. I feel like the long form content. Yeah. You don't have a graphic or anything. <laughs> um, people like, love that. I did one that was like four e- email triggers. It took me like no time at all, <laughs> honestly. And that did like, as like one of our top performing LinkedIn posts ever. It like, okay. It had no graphic or anything. It's just like super low tech words. LinkedIn. Yeah. Words and PDFs. Um, words. Those have yeah. worked for yeah. us, but yeah, we don't, sp- I try not to, I kind of enjoy doing that type of stuff, but I do realize that, you know, Facebook's not your number one goal. So I guess don't get like just too distracted too by up, yeah. some of the other channels that are not going to drive those goals for your business, but definitely keep your company page updated and test some kind of low tech things on LinkedIn. Don't worry about flashy videos or anything and don't <laughs> do memes, please. <laughs> no, no, memes meme. no memes on LinkedIn. Well, that keeps it kind of simple though. I mean, it's more businessy. It's just more formal. It's just, I mean, you bring the same Instagram strategy over to LinkedIn. It's just not going to work. LinkedIn strategy, like you're talking about over to Instagram or Facebook, probably not going to work quite as much. So each one has, uh, you know, its own real reason. And with the cost per click over at uh, LinkedIn, if you ever do advertising, sending to a, a blog post, we have done that in the past. Whew. They are, you think cost per click now are expensive on Facebook. Holy cow. <laughs> but it is really got like we've used it a lot for jobs. So jobs mm-hmm. for us is great. Recruiting and that's just, yeah, sure. it's a recruiting tool too. So, and also, like you said, keeping your, the principles of the company sort of visible on it, I think is really important. Well, this has been a, a lot of chunky bits of information on stuff we have not talked about in quite some time. I, I think the big thing is, like having a goal, like don't just do it. Oh, I got to be on Facebook. Oh, I got to be on Instagram. It's willy nilly. Like stop and sit down and think about it. And I know we sort of talked about this on our last episode. There is some thinking time that goes into this whole thing. You need to have a strategy. You need to have a goal. And then how do I break it down in 90 day increments or maybe weekly increments? But the thing is, you got to sort of take some time and sit down and go through a strategy here and figure out, all right, what is it that we want? And considering each individual platform, it might be a little bit different. But I think, you know, you've given a lot of really good examples that I think are going to be universal for a lot of businesses of how DM does it for Facebook and then how it's slightly different for Instagram. And then, you know, LinkedIn is a little bit different. And at some point, we'll talk about Twitter. But the point is, it's like you have to have a goal to begin with. Otherwise you're just wasting your time mm-hmm. really. And goal in a content calendar and just start testing some things and seeing what works and changing up things that don't like, don't just set it in for you set it in for get it type of <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like you do it for a hundred bucks for Facebook and boom. And then it's hundred bucks. It's over. Then you look at the data and you're like, all right, how does that compare to my other posts based upon engagement or video mm-hmm. views or whatever it happens to be. So it's like, there's a, finite beginning and an end, you know, if you're going to be posting regularly and putting, it doesn't have to be a hundred dollars, maybe it's $10 for your business or $3. It's all okay. Cause you're going to be 
collecting data and then looking at the data and figuring out, all right, what are people responding to? And, you know, one of the big things that we do when we first do like what we refer to as a, a strategic account plan with a new customer that comes on board our agency. So we go through their Facebook page, which posts actually have the highest levels of engagement because mm -hmm. those might be the best hooks for their ads that will then create or maybe we boost that post and then use that as like the first level or like level zero content and then retarget that and we've figured out a whole new way to market this business so the signals that facebook gives you even if you just look into page insights like that's a good place to start and then once you start boosting, then obviously you can see it in Ads Manager. And that's where you really start to get um, some sophistication in your social media marketing as opposed to just this shotgun you know, strategy. Oh, I got to be on these social media platforms because that strategy really doesn't work all that well. I mean, you, and plus you're going to be wasting some money too. So, But this has been great. This gives us really a, a nice framework for each of these platforms sort of by priority. And uh, obviously, you know, for a digital marketer, like where's the best place? I, I'm guessing it's digital marketers Instagram page, but where can people see your work or the stuff that you're most proud of, Shannon? Yeah, follow us on Facebook, Digital Marketer, and on Instagram as well. And if you're on LinkedIn, you can give us some love there. It's all just digital marketer at digital marketer <laughs> yeah, well, uh, except for twitter we did not get digital marketer so it's mktr digital mktr which... ah, all right mktr <laughs> well we'll leave all links to all this in the show notes <laughs> this week and uh this has been tremendous to have you on great to actually go back and talk social plus some paid and a little bit of seo that goes along with it yeah. for all the links and resources that we mentioned on this week's show head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast this has been episode 276. Shannon, Amanda, thanks for coming on this week. And until next week, everybody, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.